Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Hi, this is Alan Monticilio, editor of The Bay. If you listen to this show, you know that we're passionate about local news, about the Bay Area, and that we love working together as a team to make the show. Well, now we're looking for another person to join this team. KQED is looking for a producer for the Bay. This person would work directly with me and with Erica Cruz Guevara every day to make this show that we love so much. This is a full-time job with benefits that will be based here in the Bay Area, And the deadline to apply is December 1st. We'll put a link to the job posting in today's episode notes. And you can also visit kqed.org slash jobs. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to the Bay. Meeting new people as an adult is hard. And I'm talking dating and meeting new friends and Add a pandemic on top of that reality, and well, you know where I'm going with this. It's just hard. But there are success stories out there, even in the face of the pandemic. 
including one that we want to share with you today. KQED's Silicon Valley reporter Aditi Banlamudi did start dating someone during the pandemic, and in a recent episode of the California Report magazine, she spoke with host Sasha Coca about what that was like and how it led to a connection she wasn't expecting. Hey there, Aditi. Hey, Sasha. So tell us, how did you decide that you wanted to start dating in the middle of lockdown in the pandemic? Well, I moved to California from the East Coast in January of 2020. And before I had moved, I was living in North Carolina and I had dated on and off, but it was never anything serious. When I came to California, it was just two months before we started sheltering in place. Now, all my friends and family are on the East Coast. And so I felt really lonely. And then the pandemic hit and it only made things worse. And it was around August of 2020 when things were starting to look okay. People were dining outdoors. More things were opening up. I just got tired of sitting around, and I thought it was maybe safe enough if I just got back out there. A cousin suggested I try this dating app called Hinge. Hinge, the dating app designed to be deleted. So we've invited you on the show to tell us all the juicy details because— I'm well, I guess I'm old enough to be kind of like an auntie, a nosy auntie. And I want to know all the juicy details. Like, how did it work when people were in lockdown during COVID and you were meeting people? I mean, were you worried about meeting them in person? Were you going to just try to meet people outside? I was hesitant to just step outside and start meeting strangers in person. So I decided that the first date with any guy would have to be over a video. And it was kind of a test, too. I figured video dates with strangers are already kind of awkward. But if he can hold a conversation and it didn't feel like another Zoom meeting, like maybe this was somebody I could talk to for a while. Some guys insisted on meeting in person at first, which... I wasn't comfortable with, so I just didn't pursue those people. And then of the guys who did agree to meet over FaceTime, some either didn't put in much effort or there just wasn't a connection, no no spark. What do you mean putting in much effort over FaceTime? I mean, it doesn't take that much effort to talk to somebody over a screen, right? Honestly, I just wanted to talk to people um, just to get to know them and see if there was any chemistry. Some guys would talk over me or be super self-involved and talk about themselves the entire date. I actually kept a spreadsheet. You did not. I did. I just wanted to keep track of who I was talking to and how they treated me. I mean, there were guys out there who you can tell through the screen had not showered for days. Uh. It took a lot, a lot of time. Um, I think I talked seriously to like eight people, eight guys, before meeting Shayshav. My name is Shayshav Gandhi. I go by Shayshav. He was instantly very different from the rest. Unlike other guys who would DM me with a generic question or comment about my pictures on Hinge, Shayshav actually started talking to me about my interests that I described on the app. He took time to read my profile and try to get to know me. What a concept, right? Well, it turns out we had a lot of things in common. We liked the same TV show, Fleabag. He liked playing the guitar and was a huge Simon and Garfunkel fan, which is the music I grew up listening to. We actually talked about liking that song, America. He was warm and put me at ease. Let us be lovers, we'll marry our fortunes together. So who is he? I mean, what does he do? What's his family like? What did you learn about him and his background on that first date? 
I guess I'm now really being a nosy auntie, but I want to know. <laughs> He's a software engineer for a tech company, and he moved from Mumbai to the U.S. about five years ago. That sounds like your parents' dream. Yeah. This, this was kind of a big deal for me because I had never dated anyone Indian, especially someone who was from India. When I was younger, I was totally against the idea because I knew it was what my parents wanted and I kind of wanted to rebel. Mm -hmm. And it may not seem like a huge difference because we're both Indian, but it's basically like dating someone from a foreign country. I mean, I grew up American on McDonald's Happy Meals. Sheshiv grew up with Happy Meals, too, but with the McAlu Tiki. So did you meet him for a date in person right after that FaceTime chat? Yeah, a couple days after our video date. We decided to meet in person, but outdoors. We met up on a Saturday afternoon at Golden Gate Park for a long walk and then to Land's End to watch the sunset. Time flew by. I mean, we were able to talk effortlessly with each other. I learned that he had to be really careful about COVID exposure because he lived with his parents and sister. Towards the end of the day, things were going well, so we decided to grab a burrito for dinner and just eat outside six feet apart. And it was only then that I actually saw his full unmasked face. Before we disembarked, we decided that, oh, like, you know, we would do a second date. And, and you had mentioned like, oh, let's do it on next Sunday. And I was like, man, I have to wait a whole week, a week and eight days to see her again. So it sounds like you felt pretty good about him after that first date. Yeah, I drove back home feeling giddy and excited. I mean, there was definitely a spark, but I tried to keep my expectations low. And dating in the pandemic made me realize that there are so many distractions when dating in normal times. There's just so many elements of where we're going on a date, what I'm going to wear, what his texting game is like, just so much of playing the field. But when you're dating in a pandemic, you have to be honest with yourself about what you're looking for and whether the person you're seeing is really giving that to you. Keeping our distance, we had to rely on conversation to keep the mood going. We had to find creative, safe outdoor activities to do together. Like listening to live music at the farmer's market on Clement Street in San Francisco. I started thinking, maybe this is it. Maybe I found my person. And the feeling was mutual. As like the dates went on and as we like started talking about like music and like our lives and you being genuinely interested in in, in my background, that was when it was, like, starting to solidify. Shaishiv plays the guitar, and I've been known to sing from time to time. We love the song Winter is Cold by Caroline Says. So you guys are getting closer to each other at this point, but there's still a pandemic going on. People still aren't vaccinated. When did you feel comfortable meeting inside together? We became exclusive pretty soon after we started seeing each other. And a couple months after the first date, we decided it was safe enough to meet indoors if we were only seeing each other. And did you decide it was safe enough to take your masks off and have a first kiss? Oi, Sasha, stop being a nosy auntie. My parents are listening. <laughs> Okay, okay, I know I'm getting really nosy. Um, but on the topic of your parents, I do want to know, when did you decide you were going to tell them about Cheshav? Well, both sets of parents are first-generation Indian immigrants. So my parents immigrated back in the 80s, and Cheshav's parents just five years ago. 
So Shayshiva and I both knew that the moment we told our parents about each other, they would start planning the wedding, which wasn't ideal. What are you making? I'm, just, I'm making some sambar. And then I'm going to make some um, aloo masala for masala dosa. I traveled back to Georgia in November to tell my parents about him. At this point, Sheshiv and I had been seeing each other for about four months. I don't know. I think every, every parent has this worry about, you know, um, who are they? What are they about? I hope they're, they're from a good family. I hope they are, you know, good person, you know, good principles, honest, you know, with integrity. And so all of those types of questions, you know, came in the mind. Which I could understand, and I answered them the best I could. Fortunately, they were happy with my answers and, just as I predicted, started planning the wedding. All said and done, I'm an Asian parent. You tell me you met someone in your life who's special to you. Okay, I'm three steps ahead of you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to San Francisco. The local time is 1.21 p.m. After my visit, I headed back to the Bay, where COVID infection rates were rising. Sheshev and I decided we needed to be more careful about spending time together. We didn't see each other in person for two weeks. And then on New Year's Day, I found out I got COVID. I was sick for two weeks, but the symptoms seemed to last forever. I got winded standing up. Going to the bathroom was like trekking to Mount Everest. The body aches kept me up at night. Sheshev wanted to come and nurse me back to health in my apartment, but I couldn't risk him getting sick and infecting his family. So he instead insisted on dropping off groceries outside. And after getting through a difficult winter, after getting through COVID together, I felt like we'd gone through something big. February came and I decided I wanted to introduce my parents to him over FaceTime. You feeling okay? Yeah. It's like I know they're not going to hate me, but also like, like what if they do? No. <laughs> can you see us? Yeah. Yeah, we can yeah. see you. Yeah. Can you it's so good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> see you, meet you. I know. Turns out both my mom and Sheshiv are from Mumbai. Know, Fun fact, yeah. there's a neighborhood in Mumbai called Santa Cruz. Yeah, Aditi tells me, were you in like Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Santa Cruz East. Oh, okay, nice, yeah. My my great-grandmother used to live in Ville Parle East. Yeah. His parents and mine met over FaceTime after that and immediately started discussing setting an auspicious date for the engagement ceremony. But to be honest, I didn't really feel comfortable with settling on an engagement date before my parents had actually met Cheshav in person. I mean, there's only so much you can know about a person over just FaceTime. And I wanted to get their blessing. This is a big deal. So in April, about seven months after Cheshav and I started dating, we took COVID tests, waited for a negative result, and then got on a plane to Georgia. Uh, I'm gonna feed them. Hey, what am I like? Am I supposed? To, I can't hug them. So. Yeah, you can't hug them. We'll do this later. Everything was moving so fast, and we didn't have a lot of time to reflect on what was happening. This huge thing was happening. It's been seven and a half months, and and like you know, like you like have these micro moments of like questioning yourself whether this is like some sort of infatuation or like mm. illusion and. And like all of that, yeah, you're, and this yeah. stuff only happens when, it, when I'm not with you. And I felt the you same know, way. Like, Even though we'd only known each other for about half a year, I could so clearly see that I wanted to marry him, that we would make each other happy. 
I had never felt more sure of anything. Sheshev met my parents, my brother and sister, in April. And then in May, we went for a hike at Land's End, just like we had for our first date. I'll be one to be. Will you marry me? Uh, you got it the other way around. Yeah. I will. <laughs> Wait, this one. <laughs> did Sheshev actually record himself proposing? He did, he did. I know, he's a gem. Wow. He's a gem. In June, my parents came to California for the Hindu engagement ceremony. And, of course, I recorded it. You can hear a priest officiating the event in the background. So they are exchanging their daughter and their son. Right? He is going to be their son. son, Not son-in-law. They are treating him as their son. And they are going to treat her as their daughter, not daughter-in-law. You know, if you treat her daughter-in-law... So that was the small engagement ceremony for fully vaccinated relatives and friends. We also actually just got married in court last Monday, and we're having a big Hindu wedding ceremony that's going to be on Memorial Day weekend of 2022. That was KQED Silicon Valley reporter Aditi Bangamudi talking with Sasha Koka, the host of the California Report magazine. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you so much for listening. Have a safe holiday, y'all. We're not going to have an episode this Friday, but Alan will catch you from the host seat on Monday. Take care, stay safe, enjoy your holiday. Talk to you next time. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.